0: Welcome to the Twins Tale Podcast. I am Natalie Diaz, your host. I'm also the founder of Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having To. You know what, guys? In the past 10 years of being a twin parenting professional, I have met such extraordinary families. And the one thing that I have learned is that we could learn something from every single one of them. And that's what this podcast is about. We're going to meet families from all over the country in different stages of their twin parenting journey, and we're going to get an insider's look on what time their kids are going to bed, how do they deal with sibling rivalry, what is their biggest success to date. I can't wait for you to meet these amazing families. Guys, welcome to Twinstown. Are you in the market for a new stroller? Well... Good news. You're going to learn about one right now. This podcast is sponsored by Zoe Strollers. I don't know if you know, guys know about Zoe, but Zoe makes a stroller called the Zoe Tandem Plus. It was actually the runner-up for Best Tandem Stroller of our 2020-20 Awards. And what's so really amazing is that it's it's made of this super durable, high-grade aluminum. And it sounds like heavy, like, oh my gosh, high-grade aluminum, but it's actually super light, It's a really, really well-built stroller, and here's the kicker. It could easily go from a single stroller to a double stroller. What, Nat, are you losing your mind? What's happening now? Nope, I kid you not, guys. It is a stroller that converts from a single stroller to a double stroller and vice versa in literally seconds. It is a really revolutionary add-on, and this is what makes it so awesome, right? Because in the single mode, I could spend one-on-one time with just one of my 20s. I could choose my favorite of the day. Or I could, you know, make it into that double kind of tandem stroller. And it's still super lightweight, super easy to maneuver all while running errands. So you got to check it out. So to learn more, go to zoestrollers.com and check out their Zoe Tandem Plus. This is a really, really fun episode that you're about to listen to. I can't wait for you to meet uh, Kirsten Millar. She's a mama of six-month-old, identical boys out of Boulder, Colorado. And we tape this entire interview while she's in her closet. It's, it's one of my highlights. We go through kind of the day in the life, of course, with her little tiny babies. We talk about her delivery, and we talk about how she's cloth diapering. It's great. I love it. It's it's really, really fun. And I, I love this. I love this podcast. I love when we literally get to go into people's homes because we are. So during the taping of this podcast, I am in her closet with her. I love that. So I can't wait for you to, to meet my friend Kirsten. We're going to have so much fun. Get ready. Here she is. So welcome to Closet Talk. With Natalie and Kirsten, howdy? Howdy? i I love that you that first of all, that I spotted that you were in a closet. and I think that not enough people in the world are utilizing a big closet. I really do. Like humbly, I believe that is the best work environment possible because nobody would yeah. expect it. yeah, and you don't have to clean and up your desk. Do you have an actual desk in there?
1: There's a vanity. I I won't show it to you because it's like from the 70s. It's real gross. But um, yeah, there's a vanity. So we we talked about remodeling this closet and making it like a real actual walk-in closet, getting rid of the vanity. But now I'm kind of glad we didn't do that because now it's my office.
0: Yes. I always picture a vanity very a la Muppets Miss Piggy when she would be like (laughs) sitting. Like that's the vanity that I think of. Is that kind of the same vanity that you're at right now? Fingers crossed? Um, probably not. But oh, we, we can pretend. It.
1: We can pretend.
0: I love it. I don't know. That's my that's my go-to vanity memory is Miss Piggy. Like we were saying, we were talking as a New Yorker, I don't have much experience with normal house things. So I have to rely on the Muppets for most of my home decorating ideas in my head. Um. So you had some kids, I heard, in December mm-hmm. of last year. Six months ago. Yeah. Pre-COVID. How lucky were you? Not that the moms that are having them during COVID are unlucky, so I apologize for saying that. But you did get to have kind of a typical birth experience, which is kind of nice. I feel really lucky with the timing.
1: Yeah, because by the time COVID hit, they were three months, so we had already gotten him out gotten him home gotten quite a bit of support my you know my mom was able to come out we had a night nurse and when covid hit i kept thinking oh my gosh what if we were just delivering right now how crazy would that be so we feel really lucky
0: well it's good news everything is like since we've talked to so many moms that have delivered in, in so many different situations things are kind of calming down now so we're taping this guys um around july 4th weekend almost there and um the world is gone crazy again but i don't know i don't know what's happening anymore but the good news is as a parent of twins you're pretty much home anyway
1: it's so, so true
0: i i have been we've been talking to some of our partners at twiniversity and they're like oh my gosh we can't go to the office what's happening i was like dudes twiniversity has literally been in um kind of quarantine since 2009 that's how we roll because we speak to the majority of parents on bed rest and other things. So I just assume that everybody's home pandemic or no pandemic. I assume that you're home. So you had your babies, you had identical boys. How long? How was your pregnancy? And when did you deliver? My pregnancy was pretty good.
1: I wasn't really sick, just had some um, heartburn at the end. I got real slow. I didn't try to overdo things. I used to be kind of a bike commuter to work. So I pared back on that. It was pretty annoying having to drive everywhere, but overall my pregnancy was pretty good. And, um, I delivered at 36 weeks and they induced me. They did an ultrasound and thought that maybe one of the babies wasn't growing as much as Mm -hmm. the other baby. And of course that wasn't the case. And he was bigger than the other one. Um, as ultrasounds go, and um, but we were able to do a vaginal delivery, which was pretty, pretty painless. I would say pretty Ooh. good.
0: Um, That's a I nice mean, word to describe a vaginal delivery. I love that. Yeah, give us, hope, yeah. Kirsten. Give I us. I mean, hope. now
1: I'm thinking back, though, we had like some epidural issues, and then I had some preeclampsia during labor that you know, we had to like follow up on afterwards. So it it wasn't perfect, but I would say compared to what it could have been. I did not have any expectations for my pregnancy or my delivery either. I was just like, doctors tell me what to do. So I, I didn't go to any birthing classes. (laughs) I didn't have a birth plan. Really. I just did whatever they told me.
0: I think that's genius because truth I'm not not saying that it's genius but it's really good because if your expectations are non-existent you can't really be disappointed that's right so there you go that wasn't look there's a a lot of silver linings to this story so far I so pre-eclampsia the pre-eclampsia not so much fun yeah that wasn't great Mm. to kind of find
1: out afterward that, you know, there was kind of a high risk situation that wasn't yeah. identified and Ugh. all of that.
0: I can't even imagine the preeclampsia headaches where you are in Boulder. I think my <laughs> head would have my brains would have started trickling out of my ears by then. God bless the fact that you weren't like a, a new person that just moved there. Oh, gosh, I never yeah, even thought about that. Great. Now another thing that I can't sleep over tonight. <sighs> worrying about newly uh, transported moms going to Colorado and getting preeclampsia. <laughs> Great. Great, Kirsten. <laughs> Thanks. So you have these kids, but previous to you being having your kids, you're like super duper active. You're like, you're like, let's go skiing. Let's hike up this giant mountain and let's bike. So that must have been really challenging during your pregnancy when you had to be kind of turtle-rific.
1: Yeah. And still, I mean, I would say I'm still sort of a turtle because. I I am still pumping and nursing so it's like you've got the handcuffs on you can't yeah. really go and do anything yeah. you know we've got this fourth of July weekend I have an extra day off work and people are like oh you should go do something and they just don't really think yeah. well there's so many there's so many limitations to what I can do in terms yeah. of physical abilities and then just logistics of you know
0: the first year, I think, kind of life is, is totally not the norm. So your first holidays as a, um, a twin mom or a twin parent, it's tough because your family doesn't always understand. Like for Christmases, you may be like, we're going to leave at seven because the kids are on a sleep schedule. And then your whole family will make fun of you. And they'll be like, why are you doing that? It's Christmas, whatever. And you're like, dudes, it took me like three months to get here. We're, we're going to sleep through the night. I love you. We'll have ne- Christmas next year.
1: I think that's also a slight advantage to me, I feel like, about being in COVID, because we had all these plans to go to weddings and to, you know, meet the in-laws, the grandparents and all of these things that have gotten canceled. And I think back and I'm like, oh my gosh, we were going to travel with the twins Mm -hmm. when they were three months old. Crazy. Why would we even think we could do that?
0: Because you didn't know how interesting it was going to (laughs) be. people it's yeah. it's funny that you had low expectations for your pregnancy but some weirdly high expectations for actual life with your twins so now True. let's get down to the nitty gritty these little dudes come home how the heck do you tell them apart after their little bracelets are filled with water and you can't see the names on their bracelets because this is it's I I should actually ask this constantly for our our identical families but did you have like a method in place and be like okay this is what we're gonna do or were you winging it and maybe messed up along the way how do you feel about that I'm pretty confident we didn't mess up ever I
1: I I don't know if I need to blame myself or the babies for this but one of them has um a rounder head than the other one of the guy that came out first, he's got a little bit of a cone head. And then he enhanced that by um, only sleeping on one side when he was real little. So he has a little bit of a flat section on his head. So the head shape has totally influenced how they look, right? Like their faces don't look the same. Round face versus kind of like a taller um, forehead. So Anders and Martin... Thank you. You've done us a favor by differentiating your head shape so that we can tell you apart.
0: <laughs> Thank you, babies. Well, if, if it so, who is A? Is Andrew's A?
1: Yeah, but don't tell him that. We're not going to tell them. Did I, does anyone else try to not tell their
0: 20s who's older? Oh my gosh, we could have a whole discussion on that because I know a lot about that. Because that was like a trend that we were seeing. And so then I started interviewing. Okay, so here's what I hear. Let's just get into this for a second. Here's word on the street. Word on the street is parents like to do this. The twins go into a murderous rage because it's just unnecessary. So the the adult twins that I know that have done this, that their parents have done this, or even the teen twins, nobody was happy about this. Mm. It, it was not a win for literally anyone. And... They find out when they go to get their um, their driver's licenses or permits, because then they actually could like acknowledge their own birth certificate. It's not like when you go register them for school, nobody's really looking. But so it could either happen freshman year of high school or when they go and get their permits and then they find out. Another thing is we've had some Twinnies that have gone and found their own birth certificates And just wrecked parents' rooms and then also found other things they shouldn't have found. How about that, Kirsten? How about that? Okay, so maybe... I heard... You think about it. Tell me, what did you hear from the street? What's wrong on the street in Colorado?
1: I've heard the the dream story is that you don't tell them. um, My husband's boss has twins that are in college now, and they didn't tell them, and... When they went to get their driver's license, they asked their mom to like black out the time because they didn't want to know at that point. So they've, they've never known and they've just kind of embraced it. And so maybe I need to take some more tips on how to present that information to the twins for them to accept it.
0: If they're cool with not knowing, it works out beautifully. But if they want to know, oh, they're going to find out. <sighs> for sure. That's that. I, I actually like that. It's like fi- not finding out the genders of your babies. I don't know why my kids, I mean, I guess that we, we also went to so many doctor's appointments and it the cat kind of came out of the bag because when they were starting to grow up, they like, they'd see the different, like the differential of them. And they'd say like, who's a, like the doctor would ask me in front of them. So that unfortunately, now that I think about it, it's, we didn't really tell them and kind of just came out in doctor's offices. Great doctors. Thanks for ruining it now. I didn't even know I was trying not to tell them. But my daughter, who's our baby A, absolutely loves being baby A because my son, who's baby B, is about a foot and a half taller than her. And so she loves to play I could stump you right now. Like if that's her little carnival game that she likes to play with strangers is guess who was born first. Guess who the older twin and everybody always, oh, guess Johnny. Everybody I like
2: always that. guesses. Oh. Everybody always guesses
0: Johnny and she is like, Bazinga, wrong. Wrong you loser. <laughs> that's it. But my son actually likes it too because he thinks that it's funny when people always assume that it's him. So he has kind of the glory of pretending to be the baby A, because most people assume that, but in secret um, it's really my tiny chick. So back to the story. We have our kids. You're breastfeeding. You are cloth diapering. Mm. Mm-hmm. How how many cloth diapers did you buy? What kind of like, what's the process of that? So there's there's definitely a trend of this too, which is really great because people don't want to go to the store as much. So it's not even mm. like we're doing it to be cost effective. We're like doing it so we don't have to leave the house. So... Mm-hmm. What is your why would you consider cloth diapering and how has the process been going so far?
1: So, we I am really cheap and I don't buy really anything new. <laughs> so, my friends actually gifted us some cloth diapers, which was nice because I feel like it's a big investment. Oh, yeah. If you don't know for mm-hmm. sure that it's going to be something that you want to do um so we they had a boy just one boy and we've basically been able to get by with the diapers that they gave us and just do the laundry almost every day we didn't start trying to use them until they were two and a half months which I think was good because they bulked up a little bit you know when they come out and they're like their thighs are like little um chickeny legs yeah, they just, yeah. they don't hold on diapers very well. So we waited till they beefed up a little bit and started doing the diapers. I would say one thing that's nice about the diapers we have is they're not the pocket ones. They're just like the inserts directly on the the bottoms mm. and parts um, so that when they wet through those, all you have to do is take the inserts out and you can actually keep using the 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 cover cover, so what company makes as long as it's not too you know the ones that we have they're pretty old right because they were used like that's fine four years ago and Um, for
0: the record those of you that are listening right now use cloth diapers are actually a great idea and everybody's like oh my god that's disgusting but you know just reminder guys if you think that they pulled a sheet out of a brand new package when your kids were born in a hospital, just rethink about that—that that onesie that your kids were in the hospital. Like di- diapers are fine, but if you wash a cloth diaper at the correct temperature with the correct cleaning solution, you have zero to worry about. So, what was what was the company? I gotta know. Tell us. Give so we scoop. We have
1: fl- we have some flip diapers that are the covers
0: mm-hmm. and
1: some of the inserts. Um, they had a variety, so they also had some G diapes. So we use some of those and with the G-dipes, they have disposable inserts that you can use too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like halfway between a diaper, and a disposable diaper and a cloth diaper. Um, but what the ones that, I mean, the ones that we really like that we actually bought some new are the Kanga Care, the Rumparoos. I would say that when they were really small, the Rumparoos were kind of annoying because they were pooping all the time. Mm-hmm. And that like little gusseted. Yeah like elastic, the poop gets in there and it's real hard to get out. So that's my only tip is to kind of like try to use those when you, when they're not going to (laughs) poop.
0: If you can, when they're long. But once they get bigger, then the poop kind of stays stationary like a regular. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's uh, with Kanga Care. We actually know the, the big cheeses at Kanga Care. They're definitely some of our favorite drinking buddies when we go to these baby shows and they are I think the only ones that have that gusset, which is crazy, which is so genius. And so, guys, what a gusset is, it's like if you look at like a regular Pampers, you'll see that there's like a little like leg band so that the poop doesn't squirt on out there. So Kanga Care is the ones that have that. We love those. Those little joeys are like the bomb. Plus, they have a really cool wet bag, too. So if you're not doing laundry, I actually use their wet bag for my bathing suits all summer long. Like for any time totally. we're going any place and we always have that in the car. They have such good stuff. Good. I'm glad. Plus, they're they're local to you. Did you know they're that? They're local. Yeah. They're down yeah. in
1: Golden, Colorado. So yeah. So
0: that's really and nice, too. Oh, good.
1: The Yay. way that we got introduced to the Kanga Care was we won a, a sweepstakes with you guys. So we got two <sighs> Kanga Cares and a wet bag. So that's what turned us on to them. And I was like, OK, we got to get another set of these because we use them every night. Those overnight. They're so good because they're so absorbent. They're better than any other me. overnight diaper. Yeah. Oh so my thank gosh. University. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Thank Chad and Julie, who literally are the ones that are like, let's do this. I think we guilt them into doing things with us over tequila. And we're like, guys, <laughs> we should do a giveaway. They'll be like, great idea pretty sure that's actually how it goes and when they listen to this they're going to be like actually that was how it goes so yeah that's good I'm so so glad so you've been using cloth diapers love this now I want to kind of get into the the day your what your day looks like so Mm. we're going to take a quick break and then I want to go from eyes open to eyes closed and what that looks like so are you ready for that sure
2: Yeah. so sit right there we'll be right back hang on guys Hey friends, it's Julie, the Twiniversity Wizard, and I am here to tell you about a new class that we just released that I think you are really going to dig. It is called the Complete Baby Safety Course. Now this course is on demand, which means that it's a series of videos that you could take on your own schedule at any time of the day or night. And you and your partner can watch it together, you could watch it separately, you could share it with grandma, your nanny, It's gonna be great for the whole family. So what's included in the course? Infant, toddler, and child CPR, infant, toddler, and child choking, also known as the Heimlich Maneuver. You're also going to learn first aid for uh, infants, toddlers, and children, car seat safety for those ages as well, and childproofing, how you're gonna get your house ready for when your babies start moving around, right? So the class is offered, as a three-month access or a five-year access. I really feel like the five-year access is going to be phenomenal for you because you're going to be able to go back and watch it whenever you need to. You can come back every year on their birthday and watch it again uh, to refresh on CPR methods and to figure out like, oh, no, we're moving from infant seats to convertible seats. How does that work? So for more information, visit twiniversity.com safety, and I hope you enjoy it.
0: Pretend that the night was fine. Nobody woke up last night. I don't know if they're still if they're sleeping through the night. I don't want to know. That's a spoiler. I don't want yet. What time are they getting up in the morning? And what's kind of the run of your day? Are you scheduled? Are you kind of more free rangey? What's your what are your days look like with the dudes?
1: Well, right now it's 7am here and they're not awake yet. So <sighs> we are real lucky. They They like to sleep till about eight. So when I can, I let them sleep that long. If I've got something going on, I'll wake them up a little bit earlier. My technique now has changed from when they were smaller. We were doing mostly bottles and I've been able to get them to nurse more now that they're bigger and they've just got more strength and they're more interested and focused on it. So my strategy now is to nurse in the morning, which is nice because before it's like, you have to get up even earlier and pump their breakfast and make mm-hmm. sure that you pump before they wake up. And it was, you know, insanity. So I will, I, I try to just nurse one at a time in the morning because I feel like um, it's just a lot to like get them both mm-hmm. positioned in a way. And I can do that on my own. Like I can go grab one, take them out of the room, don't wake the other one up. And then nurse for about 15 minutes, swap them out. My husband will do the diaper change and um, then usually they come back for seconds. So that's my morning routine now. And I am working. I just I actually just switched jobs, which is kind of crazy to do when you're a twin mom of six month olds in COVID, but I did it. So who knows what my new schedule will look like. But um, I, tr- I try to be, you know, on my computer at work. We've got a nanny that shows up at 930. Okay. And she takes care of them during the day. So she'll do she'll keep them on a schedule, though. So they'll typically wake up again. We put them right back to sleep after that. OK, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bad idea, but that's what we do. We like no, let them play in their There is no crypts. bad
0: ideas. It's like, <laughs> stop. That's the whole point of this. This whole podcast is to be like, what do you do? And that's not a bad idea if it's working. We want to know everything. OK, so you put them back in. Yeah. So they have like a little snack, snack boob. Yeah. And then they go back to bed. Love it. That's right. Clean diaper. And what time do they sleep till from then? And that's the only time we use a disposable.
1: And I don't know why we use a disposable then, but for whatever reason, we kind of like carried over from when they were really little and overnight. Sometimes we'd use disposables, but we use one disposable a day and it's that morning diaper. Mm -hmm. So you can put a little butt cream on them because you're not supposed to use butt cream with the, the cloth diapers. Anyway, that's what we do. Put them back to sleep. And then they kind of sleep until 10.30. And then the nanny will get them up, and she'll play with them. And we're doing some solids now, so she'll, like, throw in some solids and give them their next bottle around 11. Mm -hmm. And they're taking about six ounces in that bottle. And then, you know, she goes on a walk with them. She plays around with them. They have more solids. They get their next bottle around 2:30
0: and so and are you pumping bottle. fresh or is this mm-hmm. milk that's in like are you pumping right before the feed or is it or is it in the <sighs> fridge from whenever you get to it
1: it's 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 mixed i would say yeah my pumping schedule is less rigid than their feeding schedule okay. so sometimes it's like i'm running out with the bottles i'm like here's the milk nanny and they're crying um but sometimes she's just like pulling it out of the fridge. I do have a bit of a freezer stash. I feel like when they were about three months, I was able to like produce a lot. Um, so we, you know, typically go through about a freezer bag every other day. Now I'm not really keeping up like I used to, <laughs> but um, the solids I think are helping cause that's filling them up a little bit and they're pretty good with those. How was okay, that sorry, like so your
0: introduction to like solids? How did that go? Like, was it? Are you doing kind of the traditional like we're doing strawberries today? And we'll do bananas on Friday. So you're going the the traditional route?
1: Yeah, we're doing we're trying to do the three days between introducing mm-hmm. them to something new. But if they've already had something, mm-hmm. we're comfortable kind of mixing it in. For example, were super weird and we just tried rhubarb with them mm, but like rhubarb on its own sounds kind of tart and scary so we mix it with apple sauce which they've had before For
0: delish. example, I like a good yeah. strawberry rhubarb pie right
1: yeah my favorite we are the same in that okay I love
0: that it's rare that you even see that. Where the heck did you even find rhubarb like that? What are uh, honestly, Kirsten? That is an unusual first food. I know. That's <laughs> like, why I said we're is? weirdos. I, we have
1: a we have a
0: farm share. We do like a
1: farm box every week. So the farm has rhubarb. That's like it's like our fruit. We got cherries this week, so it's a huge upgrade from rhubarb. But you get like four weeks of rhubarb in the spring.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'll take four weeks of rhubarb. I would have to be creative about that. Well, good for the babies. That's a great way, by the way. Like, I don't know if you intentionally did that. But what a great way to make sure that you're introducing your kids to not the same carrots, peas, you know, whatever. A farm box is, is awesome. Oh, cool. I like that idea. Yeah. All right. So they have they wake up at 1030. They have a little snack. Nanny goes outside. They go for a quick, brisk jog. They come back. They have another little snack. Are they going down for a nap then?
1: Yep. Yeah. So they have their long nap in the afternoon and they'll go down about three o'clock or three thirty. And they'll usually they usually wake up halfway through the snap at some point and someone pretends like, oh, I'm awake. I'm so, I'm so wired. Hang out with me, mom. Um, But we know they're actually still tired because if you get them up and they stay up, they're really angry later. So we say, okay, do you have a burp? Is that why you're awake? Do you have a poop? Is that why you're awake? Okay. You just want to hang out with me for 20 minutes. I guess that's okay, but you're going back to sleep. Um, and then they'll usually really wake up around 5.30 and we'll do more solids, another feeding. And now we do have a bedtime routine, which has been kind of fun because I feel when like when they're really little, you don't do a routine like you're only giving them the bath once a week or something like that. But now we do baths every other day and we read stories and we use the magic Merlin sleep suits, mm-hmm. which are killer they're so awesome i don't know what we do without them um and then they go to sleep and sometimes they'll even fall asleep without pacifiers now which is awesome we've got the little Mm -hmm. like lovey stuffed animals so the little head on the blanket and they just hug it and it is so cute it's like my favorite thing
0: warms my heart every night oh that's the sweetest so they're going in at what time what time are you putting them in their crib kind of for the night like 8, 8.30. Okay. And then are they doing a dream feed or are they – No. Nope. What's – no. Nothing.
1: I that know. I feel – I, I, well, I heard I wasn't supposed to talk about this because people might come after me. No. but yeah, They Stop sleep, they sleep all
0: night. Why is everybody worried about being judged? And so what – so is it right for the people that are doing what you're, you're doing? Isn't it nice for them to feel typical? Sure, See, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it, man. I'm the 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 mom guilt is so strong. It's it makes me I'm it makes me crazy because I feel bad because like if you're thinking that now and you said that there's so many people that are doing exactly what you're doing that also feel bad. But if you all just came out of the closet, literally, no, totally pun intended. Um, <laughs> then nobody would feel bad anymore because you're like, listen, there's a million ways to raise kitties. There's no more look, I. You just have to realize you have a schedule and you're doing great. And this whole podcast is to inspire other people to know that if what they're doing isn't working, there are other ways to make it work. You figured out how yeah. to make it work. You you're the expert at your dudes. That's like your master's degree in your little dudes. You've done it. You're well, actually, you're probably still in the bachelor's program. Maybe it's associates at True. this point. True. So yeah, but you're on your way to a PhD. In your yes. 20s. So fingers crossed you make it. Uh, it's not looking good. I'm just going to give you a, a heads up. It probably. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a few things in our favor. One, I read the
1: Twiniversity book, which I felt like really spoke to me, especially when the babies arrived. I feel like I was way more prepared than some of my singleton moms because they hadn't read a book like that. Um, so we knew what we were getting into with that. And, and the advice about you know, support and help when they first arrived, mm-hmm. motivated us to get a night nurse. And she stayed with us for three nights a week um, for about the first two and a half months. And she, I mean, she got us in order, right? Yeah. She kept them on a schedule, which kept us on a schedule. We wrote everything down and I credit that a lot for us having good foundational sleep, schedules and then I will say that we put them in their own room right away no bassinets here um
0: you're doing it again so I don't know I just want (laughs) I I wanted to say you're doing it it's okay a lot of people can't think about us New Yorkers Kirsten that literally can't put the kids in their room because space-wise there is none right and you can't bed share and we can't make a double decker so yeah although although, did you
1: watch babies the baby show and there's a there's a family and they're featured and the the room is literally the size of the bed and the baby is still in the room with them and I'm like wow you guys are God bless
0: them. real hardcore I think they might they might have been Brits um, I'm still amazed by I think it was there was the 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 people that had the baby on the motorcycle did you see that, okay, that I haven't they, seen that one no oh my no. God they were like like the baby was just swaddled and they're like taking like a little motorcycle all over the town I was wow. really disturbed and no I'm like, car seat yeah like I'm thinking like um hello and I think they're like smoking and like they have a motorcycle and I'm like wow wow okay meanwhile I have like you know a certification in car seat installations <laughs> and I'm like mm, probably would not do uh, a good business over there but it, it just shows you you do what you got to do and you make the best of what you have and you make things work so for you, your baby slept in a different room. There's literally no judgment here. You should know that by now. to University is a judgment-free zone. That's true. This is a safe space. Yeah. You're safe
1: here. In my mind, I was like, they're taking care of each other, right? Like, because one of the reasons I feel like they tell you that they need to co-sleep is because they want to hear your breathing. I'm like, oh, they're hearing each other's breathing. But anyway, I also think that our schedules were able to be synced up pretty well because they're identical. I think that the identical, um, twenties has an advantage in that way because they're sort of the same size. They have the same amount of hunger, all of that. We also gave them like really big bottles before bed when we started doing practically full nights. And I think that helped keep them calm. So like seven ounces,
0: so they sleep through the whole night. You don't see them until mm-hmm. um, seven AM the next morning for snack booth. Or eight, eight then, even. Yeah. Oh God, I love this game. It's also yeah. their six months. I mean, you you've kinda gone through it. It wasn't like this out of the womb that they were sleeping no. through the night. It, it's 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 a whole progression. So that's it's an evolution. Now. But they yeah. I think they started
1: sleeping through the night at like four months.
0: So oh, that's nice. It was we've nice, had, yeah. We've had some some very good interviews with other parents around the same time, like once you get past that sleep progression, a regression, uh, regression um, it happens. It really is just how consistent you are, how much help you have. Although some people have literally no help, but they are persistent. And you're like, this is the way it's going to be. Here's how it's going to go. And although it may not feel very, like, intuitive because you're like, oh, my gosh, my babies need me. They're crying. There's got to be a side to you that's like, I have to teach them how to do something. Uh Because all they know how to do is eat, poop, and breathe. Like, those are their big three things that they got. Everything else in life is kind of learned. And we're going to teach them. So you got that down. You had wonderful help who got you on that schedule, which is fantastic. And, yeah. The
1: hardest thing was dropping that first night feed, yeah. right? Because we were literally, I would literally go in there and like sit with them for two hours and pacify them to yeah. get them to like stretch out the feedings. But looking back, it was such a short period of time, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad we did it. At the time, it was like, is this really going to work? They're angry, they're hungry, is this? You know, is this the right thing to do? But the night nurse was the one that was like, "Yep, we do it this way and they will drop it entirely.
0: See, that was your associate's degree. This is what I mean. It's literally (laughs) you learn. It's a learn on the job. Very few people have raised twins before. And even if you come from a family that everybody has twins, that doesn't mean that your twins are going to follow the same rules as somebody else's twins everybody is different and it, it, it's really good and instead of being like ashamed or like worried about being judged it should actually be celebrated that look how lucky we are that we have so many different ways to raise our families with so few regulations and restrictions that we could just do say like this is what we think is best no matter what it is so I love that I don't ever want you to feel bad I think you're, you're doing really 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 fantastic and you're doing exactly what works for you which is exactly what everybody should be doing. Is what works for them now looking back on your associate's degree in twin parenting what do you think has been your biggest challenge to date
1: mm, good question i think when they were really small um my husband went back to the office the offices were open back then and um the witching hour was really hard so i'd get like the chorus of crying and I'd be there on my own. And I feel so lucky that, you know, that period was short. He was then home afterwards. But there were some times where I was like, oh, my gosh, am I really going to be able to do this? How how can I calm these guys down? They're just mm-hmm. amping each other up. So I think that was a really big challenge. I feel like some of the challenges I thought I would face, I haven't had to. Mm-hmm. I think pumping at the office would have been a huge challenge. I I don't know how you can like make time and make sure that you prioritize that time because mm-hmm. people, when you're pregnant in the office, I swear I lost two hours a day of people coming up to me and talking to me like, <laughs> Oh, how are you doing? How? And it's very sweet, very kind, but like they come at you and they like want to know your story and when are you delivering and all these things. And I can't. I'm sure it would be the same going back to the office mm-hmm. after having them. They'd want to know how. Show me some pictures, all that, and I'd be like, I'm going to pump. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, Join me. In I the think that would have been room. really hard. Jo- yeah. Right. Jo- come and on. Now, come in here.
0: Let's do this together.
1: Now it's like with pumping. I have a new computer, so I'm not quite as. Um, quite as confident in this but like you slide that shutter shut make sure no video is on but you could join a conference call on mute and if you come off mute there might be like some in the background (laughs) but you know maybe most people wouldn't (laughs) notice it but you can like pump while working now it's crazy it's 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 the dream. COVID's the dream for a pumping mom.
0: <laughs> People, re- we're finding so many silver linings. I mean, we. it's still, honestly, it's absolutely tragic and horrific and horrendous. And with a lot of things in our history of humanity, of things that have been this horrific, there are moments of joy and celebration and life does go on. And it's sometimes it's tough and with you know, being here in New York City, we've lost friends and family members. And you still, you're like, well, what what's gonna happen? But you have to realize that every single little win is so much more monumental now because we get to have that win. So a little yeah. win like pumping in the closet on a conference call would never have previously happened because the the world was existing. And we're We're definitely going into a new universe. What's going to happen? I have no idea. We have there's so many questions that I have. Some of them keep me up. Some of them are just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't even know why I spend time like worrying about telling my children who was born first things that literally kept me will keep me up. And I like, was that the right thing to do? Um, but I, I I love that our families are finding, you know, ways to to celebrate this. So, I'm thrilled that your little win, which seems little, it's it's really not. That's a really really big deal. And look, you get to see milestones that you may not have had otherwise. So what are some of the milestones that you're kind of looking forward to? Because now they're getting to be little people. Mm. So instead of just, you know, baked potatoes, they're turning into little like human baked potatoes. So what are like some of the things that you're seeing now that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the sweetest. And what are you looking forward to?
1: Um, I really like that when we wake them up in the morning, they give you this big smile and you go to pick them up and they it seems like they hug you. Like it just feels like you're getting a reciprocal hug and that that warms the heart a lot. I also I'm looking forward to them being able to hold bottles at some point. You're right there. Um, it's
0: going to happen. Any yeah. Minute. It's happening soon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: and if they don't ever crawl, I'm OK with that. They can just like stay in one place forever. I'm I'm not like trying to teach them to walk. I'm not excited about them moving around so I'm just trying to cherish the time where you can plop them down and they might roll around a bit but they'll they can't get into too much trouble yet um I think that yeah the feeding of themselves will be really great right you put them in the high chair you just throw food at them and they entertain themselves and feed the
0: dog while they're at it yeah oh gosh thank god you have a dog I have the the amount I I honestly if you're listening to this and you don't have a pet that would eat food off the floor it's time to really consider it unless there's like a debilitating allergy but if you could work through that with some Benadryl uh you got to give it a go because twins are a hot mess and it will save so much wear and tear on your lower lumbar discs from bending down. No Roomba in the universe is ever ready for twins. Although that would be a good idea if there was like a twins Roomba. One that like picked up chunks. That would be great. And like composted I think that's a Roomba them.
1: opportunity. Yeah, it I think is. that's, yeah. Currently oh, and composted it, yes.
0: See what I'm saying? Look at me. I, I understand. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Colorado I have to be more ego-friendly because i think it's that's true. part of the regulations of the state so yeah so that would be in new york we would just throw it in the garbage because we're wasteful pieces of dog dude uh that's what we are gotcha. here and uh or we would just feed that to the dog i just empty it right in their bowl that's that the but, rats yeah. right the subway oh rats, they like love it. pizza though i mean honestly <laughs> they don't want half eaten food what are they animals <laughs> so now we're going into you know we're, we're kind of getting into the next transition of the universe they're getting bigger they will eventually crawl too bad I'm sorry it's bad news but uh I can't I'm, I'm so excited for you so many great things are literally around the corner for you literally because you're in your closet so your whole world is right <laughs> outside of that so it, it's it's there's just so much fun stuff and they really start to interact now and my big thing is like give them tummy time do you have bobby pillows oh yeah
1: we've got the twinsie okay and then we've got individual bobbies too Stunning. yeah
0: put them on their bellies on their bobby, and so they could see each other and that is my favorite show to watch is babies hate what's happening but then notice somebody else is hating it too and they're like oh my god we're this together this is the best this totally sucks. Why are they doing this to us? But it will give them, they'll really start to like super interact now. And it's going to be so, so, so much fun. When you, when the world opens up again, or even virtually when we just decide that this is the way we're going to live forever, um, which by the way, I fully support. What are, if you had to interact with another twin family, besides telling them how much you love Twiniversity, what are what is like your big takeaway of twin parenting so far that you just have to let the next twin parent know? The schedule
1: being one, just keep them on a schedule and adapt to it when you need to for sure, like don't kill yourself over it, but um try to keep them on that schedule because I I think they like it. I do. And then The other aha I've had is to try to keep nursing them, you know, even if they're not interested in it, try to keep offering it because you never know when they're going to come around the corner and be like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do that. Oh, straight from the source. Sure, sure. I can save mom some time by just getting it right from her because I I almost gave up like I was almost like, OK, these guys just are never going to do it. Their mm. mouths are too small. They're not strong enough. This is just a pain and too much work. And they're always crying when I try it. But um, being able to nurse them now twice a day yeah. is awesome. Oh. So, so you nurse it. them
0: before bed. Is that your Before your bed, time? yep. OK, yep. so they have they get topped off. At night. I love that's that. Right. So many people just assume that it's it's kind of one way and that's it. And they don't ever try. Like if they're like, oh, they couldn't latch on before, they they kind of give up and just are like, what, ifs? what This is just the way we live now. But I love that you kept trying. That's really amazing. That's, it's such a great piece of advice and that we could learn from your experience that this is something that's possible because I I, I really don't think that people are going back to try it again. How often were you trying? Like when, you know, when they were having issues in the beginning, did you try once a week, once a day? How often were you giving them the opportunity to have um, boob time?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I think um, every day would be too much, right? It's you just go through kind of that mental battle of like, Come on, what am I doing wrong? Why don't they want it? I think there was a period of time where I didn't even offer it for like two weeks. I was just like, I, I'm, let's stick to bottles. We know that works. It's mm-hmm. fine. And then I don't know what prompted it out of the blue, but I, I tried again and I was like, oh, and one of them was better than the other. Um, so I focused on him quite a bit. And then the other one came around too. So Um, Yeah, I think once once a week Mm -hmm. on average is probably a good test to see how they evolved in their feeding abilities.
0: But when do you think it took? How old were they when it was like, Mm. oh, this is working now?
1: I don't think it was until like four months, to be honest. Yeah, it was it, it took a long time. Yeah.
0: Girl, you're doing it. I'm so proud of you. That's really so freaking great! Now I'm mad that I didn't even try that. I never did. I just gave up. I was like, oh, I'm, I pump. This is what I do now. Now I'm mad. Great. Another thing to keep me up at night. I have another secret I just podcast. Want... Uh, I don't know if anybody knows about this. It's called Fifty Things I Should Have Done Differently Five Minutes Ago. By the way, that's not a joke. Um, that's actually something that exists, and it's things like that. So yeah. I don't publish it. It's just my personal, um, you know, passion project. Uh, but yeah, that would be that would be a topic of things that I, I wish I would have done. So I love that you did that. And I, what made you do that? Like, what was your like, I'm just gonna Were you just I can't pick up this bottle. Like, what was Yeah, I think what was that moment?
1: The, the inspiration was less pumping. Right. And yeah, being able to get up in the morning and just feed mm-hmm. them without having to pump before. And then I think it was hard because when one was more into it than the other, it was like, okay, well that's not efficient at all. Right. Cause I'm still going to have to pump for the yeah. other one. So yeah. that's never going to work. But I thought, uh, maybe he'll come around. Oh, um, I just want, I wanted I it to be that. portable, right? Like I wanted not that there's anywhere to go, but I wanted, if we did go anywhere, I wanted to be able to like feed them on the go without having the, ice pack with the milk and the bottles ready to it's so much
0: stuff that you have to bring yeah so oh I love it yay
2: you're doing it yeah I'm so excited
0: uh thank you for taking closet time with us today and I know the 20s are gonna get up soon and thank you for choosing to play with us instead of going to watch uh Parks and Rec which is what I would be watching now because I can't watch the news anymore. I'm now forbidden from watching the news in my house. So says my 20s and my husband. Um, but It's the office in our house. We oh, watch we finished that. Yeah. We're rotating. So we finished the office. It seems to be office, parks, and rec, friends. Oh, and how I mm. met your mother. Office, mm. parks, rex friends. How I met your mother. Office, parks, recs, friends. How I met your mother. So we just leave it on. So these people, I honestly think that leslie nope just lives in my house now she's just i'm wondering if i could claim her as a dependent this year she's here so much she uses up a lot of my electric and my wi-fi but i love her what are you can do so thank you, honestly, very, very much for joining us today and for sharing your story and for allowing me to have my moment of joy for today, which was honestly, this is it because God only knows what the rest of the day will bring. So I love that that this is how we're starting our days today. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I'll get out of the closet now.
0: No, don't do it. Stay in the closet. It's the best and you're Miss Piggy vanity. That's my favorite thing. Leave my memory. Just don't don't leave until until I kind of wipe that erase that, you know, men in black style from my memory right, guys listen if you have a question for Kirsten you could email us at community at twiniversity.com we'll forward it on to her and she will uh, answer that for you if you have a question for us me uh, Miss Little Nat here or the rest of the mom squad you could also do the same we're literally so easily to be found we're on every social platform except TikTok and you guys know how I feel about that Um, so you could just find us at twiniversity on every single thing so send us a direct message with any questions comments concerns whatever and until next time guys I love you have the best day ever and I'll see you later alligators thanks for listening bye